Hey everybody, welcome to the bloody awesome movie podcast spoiler episode for Cop Shop. This is the uh, Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo film. They're really not the lead. It's a shame. Alexis Louder is so far down on the cast list and she should be the, she's the protagonist. But mm-hmm. I, I digress. I am John Burke and with me from across the pond is the Kingsman to my statesman, Matt Hudson from whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Matt, how's it going, sir? Very, very good, my friend. Looking forward to spoiling cop shop and listener you've heard it at least twice now this is diving right into spoilers if you don't want cop shop to be spoiled go back (laughs) to our previous episode listen to our take on it find it wherever it's playing hopefully it's at a theater near you it's not on vod yet but it should be soon i would imagine it's probably got the what like they've done like seven weeks now i think is the the staple yeah it came out in the uk again this came out a week earlier in the united kingdom i didn't realize that came out on the 10th of september 17th in the united states and this is a film which has got it should have streaming slapped all over it but thankfully it wasn't yeah and i'm sure it will be but you definitely want to check this film out if you like action movies for sure but we're jumping right into spoilers right now um so i think the the biggest spoiler of the film is uh huber Yep. Being the um, played by Ryan Onan mm-hmm. um, is the, a cop who's very clearly early on we know is up to something. Like we know he's uh, like the, the movie does a good job of kind of trickling things in, but how evil or how desperate he is to not be killed by the the mob, I assume, um, yep. is ridiculous. Because when he kills the sergeant Mitchell, I think it's the sergeant. Yep, man, that's brutal. That scene really shook me because I was just like, wow, he's not just like you know, stealing from the police office. He's willing to kill to save himself. And that's freaking dark, right? Yeah, man. He ha- he, he's he got no chill in that scene. He's, yeah, he's uh, smuggling drugs, isn't he? Um, he's mm-hmm. in the evidence room, the in- the in- evidence room, trying to smuggle it out for you know, a, a, a nefarious group. We see that on his phone. And yeah, because Mitchell has been on him for the whole film to get that, the the audit basically of the evidence room done. He wants to know what's in there. So we, so we kind of think, oh, he's a bit like a, it's like a very angry um, John Hammond, Dennis Nedry kind of relationship going on. But it goes a bit dark when, when as soon as he gets a chance to the, the turn comes when Hooper just blo- blows Mitchell's brains out, stands right in front of him, pulls a gun straight, it just blasts his face off. We don't see the front, but we certainly see the splatter from behind. And yeah, yeah, damn, that was a, uh, in a film, which is, you know, not shy on, you know, on showing people getting shot or, 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 or like you said, in the main episode kind of doesn't glorify guns in any means, but again, it doesn't, it's not like they're shy on showing them. That was a bit of a shock moment because we, we kind of get that he's up to something. But, you know, is he willing to because he didn't seem like he had it within him to kind of no. to be a merciless killer? Yeah, he didn't seem like a, a bad guy. He just seemed like a desperate guy. And yes. then this is yeah. the, the turn. We're like, no, he's he's a bad guy. He is yep. desperate, but he's also a bad guy, which <laughs> is kind of the debated theme throughout the film. Right. Like is um, Russell Crowe's character inherently is a bad guy because Russell he's a Crow. professional killer. Oh, I'm sorry. Oops. <laughs> you said this in the main oops. one. <laughs> yeah. Gerard Butler. I didn't confuse them, but I said he was a discount Russell Crowe. That's from right. the nice guy. But um, he's a, he's a hitman. So yes. inherently, I think we have a, a tendency to assume anyone who kills is evil or bad. Right. And he brings up the idea of like, no, I'm a professional. This is just my job. 
character. I don't take pleasure in it. And I think they do a pretty good job of establishing that in the film that he, he's clearly not a psychopath because for example, with her, right. He doesn't kill her. No, a psychopath would not leave a witness, right? Like the psychopath is going to torture and kill everybody because they enjoy killing. He was not hired to kill her and wants her to, he seems like he genuinely wants her to get out of this alive. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, um, that's what I took from it. And that's, uh, we get Anthony Lamb's character. Um, I'm sorry. Lamb is the the character. No, I said that right. Tony, uh, Toby Huss plays Anthony Lamb. That's right. Um, who is clearly a psychopath. Like he, he enjoys every ounce of the torture and the, the hunt and, um, even the comedy when he points out like uh, the picture of himself on the computer, he makes a joke about like the blood splatter. He's like, "Hey, I shot you in the head, and then this your blood splattered on my head." Like, it's like, "Wow, you're evil." Because one, you're talking to a dead person that you just killed, but two, like, "Wow." Um, and then, but even with like Huber, Huber's evil. Like, he's not he's killing because he he's desperate. He's not taking other people's consideration. Like, so there's this weird kind of juxtaposition about who is evil, right? Like what, Mm -hmm. what is true evil versus like, you know, Gerard Butler, who has a code of ethics, even with Grillo's character, who is, I think mostly sympathetic throughout the film because he's a con artist. He's conning us. Like we're pulled into his con um, where you feel sympathy for him, especially because he is trying to protect his wife and kid, which we know before he does that they're already dead. But, like, he's a rat. He's exactly that. He's all about himself, and, and at the end of the day, he's really only concerned with self-preservation. Doesn't matter who dies in the process. We see yep. that with, you know, how he treats her when he promises to help her and clearly doesn't. Um, so I, I think there's a lot there to really explore, especially for, again, a film that I went into expecting straight-up action, nothing else. And I think the action's fine. Um, mm-hmm. I actually yeah, thought yeah. the story was great. Like, that's the thing that surprised me is I went in just for like stupid action stuff, which I got, but I wasn't expecting to like have interesting characters and unique ideas. And uh, again, Alexis Louder as Valerie, I thought she was a really compelling character and um, like, she's a character. Like it, it she feels like a movie cop, not a real cop, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I kind of like that. I like so much about her, her role in the thing and her like kind of desire to be this sheriff, like even like her six shooter, the big Magnum that she's carrying. <laughs> I think it's a Magnum. Um, I, I love all of those little, little details about her character that like she, she has kind of honestly having, if I had seen high noon before watching this, I think there's some parallels with the story of this. Like, you know, she has opportunities to dip out, Huber gives her an out. Huber's like, "Hey, let let us in. Let we'll let you go, even if that's probably not true. Probably not true. Yeah. Um, b- just because Lamb is such a psychopath, but I do believe uh, we see Vidic would have let her go if she had just given him the key to begin with. Like everything could have been resolved. But she's old school. Like she believes in law enforcement, despite the evidence that you can't trust law enforcement in front of her. You know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I think yeah, I think she's very good. I think to be fair, everyone's good in the roles they're given, which surprised mm-hmm. me as well. Um, that it, when we said on the main show, this is very much a film that knows what it is. It does that very well. It's back to basics, um, and the action I found, other than towards the end when it started when it threatened to go overboard, I think yeah. actually the action was fairly. It was you know it was pretty gruesome, pretty brutal. But yes, that's what. It, but it was still within the realms of okay. This is. You know, this this feels genuine. Like when when Anthony Lamb shows up 
and he just like massacres everyone. He's, he, he's masquerading as a balloon delivery man and he takes out about five officers, but it's not like, um, it is, he isn't like a sharpshooter, like boom, 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 boom. When they're coming in, they're in the room with him and he's, ca- he catches them by surprise and he just murders them in cold blood. And it's, you know, they're not messing around with his character. I think he's a real, I think, um, Toby Huss has a really good job, you know, proving, showing how menacing and how frightening that and how lost that guy is. Like you said, he's just psychotic. Um, there's a, like the, the switcheroos are good in this. We assume Frank Grillo at the beginning is going to be the one we root for as um, Moretto, as Teddy, and that Gerard Butler. He's introduced as you know he's this you know he's he's gunning for Moretto. Uh, Gerard Butler plays a guy called Vidic. He's the hitman. You think oh he's a hitman. He's he's a bad guy, but we get some switcheroos in with Huber with like Butler and Grillo almost switching places. And I agree as well that Vidic doesn't. He's not going to. He doesn't want to kill Young. That's not who he's been uh, sent to kill. And then, obviously, at the end, he he helps her away, well, kind of gets her up and takes her to the door. And you know, like I'll get it. And he saves her life. Let's not forget about that. And that's kind of like right. You know, I've done this for you. I'm going to go now. I've got my beef isn't with you. Look, we've helped each other out here because we had to. Otherwise, we die. And this is where, but this is where our story ends until we get to the very last shot where. Um, young is young. He's a dispatch that is a stolen police vehicle. She knows who it is driving it. It's um, Vidic. He's he, they're they're both driving off singing uh, "Freddy's Dead" by the great late great Curtis Mayfield. I love that song, so I was so pleased to hear that in here as well. Um, but it's a really solid action film, action thriller film, which I've missed um, this kind of film for a long time because I've just been put off by action recently. It's too samey or it's too, too generic, too derivative. Whereas this just felt it's like a slab of just solid back to basics action. Frank Grillo's rocking a top knot. Uh, Gerard Butler keeps a fairly convincing accent this time uh, with his American drawl. Um, yeah. And I, I, you know, I think it, it, if, if you like action, uh, you're going to like this film. I think if you like kind of those sort of throwback basic action films where it's just people, you know, people talking in low growls um, mm-hmm. and shooting each other. You're going to enjoy it. But like John said, there is more, there is more to it than just to shoot them up. And they do balance out the story with the shooting, which I was very grateful for. So John was the one who floated this idea. And I'm quite glad he did because, you know, it was a welcome surprise. It, it, nobody is my action film of the year. This doesn't, it isn't up to that level, but it's certainly very good though, man. Yeah. You got to check out nobody still, but yeah, that's oh, it. Dude. Um, I think Cop Shop, man, if you haven't seen it or if you're like us and you really didn't know anything about it, I often would have skipped this movie too. Um, I didn't yeah. say that. You you did. And I, I, my silence, I think, is not fair. I often also would have skipped this. Uh, Malignant sent me seeking a palate cleanser. <laughs> and um, I also, I just, Cry Macho, I knew was going to be like real kind of semi-serious. And um, it was, it came for here, it came out the same weekend. And I, I opted to see Cop Shop in the theater with my friends and watch Cry Macho at home because I just like I needed something not so serious. Like I felt like it was going to be you know exactly what I got from Cry Macho. It's very contemplative. It's very slow and and thought provoking, um, making self reflect on like life. And I, I was like that feels so heavy. I want something mm-hmm. lighter. Um, and I, I this movie's not light per se, but it's also <laughs> it's not deep. It's just. You know, it's a crime drama. It's a crime action movie, and it's well written and well told. And there's there's an air of humor that I appreciated yeah. um, throughout it. Like even when Val's like at her worst situation, she still has like the '80s kind of action star attitude, right? Like I'm gonna yeah, yeah. win. 
Yeah. Regardless of the situation. It's and a good I, point, I, actually, yeah. The levity uh, was needed. It, it, it really, especially because the violence is so heavy. Um, the little bit of humor, uh, like, Lamb was crazy dark, but hilarious in that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, all that stuff was great. Um, definitely worth checking out, listeners. Uh, that's our spoiler ep for Cop Shop. Uh, we will have our regular episode for Venom 2, or Venom Let There Be Carnage, the full title, um, next week. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Um, on Instagram, we are Bloody Awesome Movie Pod and Twitter. Uh, BAMP underscore podcast, B-A-M-P underscore podcast. Um, and you can follow me individually at Burke Reviews on all the social media platforms and BurkeReviews.com and Matt. You can find me whatiwatchtonight.co.uk and just search what I watch tonight, all the socials and letterbox as well. And if you like what we do here at the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, we ask that you take just a minute to rate and review the show. It on whatever podcast catcher you use, it helps other people find us. And with that, we say keep watching movies. And stay bloody awesome. <laughs>